Derek White comes up big. So does Jalen Brown. The Celtics have a big fourth quarter. Again, they beat Miami. I'm talking about it right now on a bonus Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to a bonus Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine six days a week this week. I'm here for you after every game and Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube, hop in the comment section. Let me know what you think. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today I'm talking about Boston's big 119-111 win over the well that's supposed to say the miami there we go uh boston celtics beat miami by eight uh standard format here things i like things i didn't like something that makes me go hmm let's see uh in a little bit more of a condensed quicker version of the podcast since it's a bonus podcast uh let's just start with what did i like let's the biggest thing Derek white Derek white was huge in this game uh he finished with 28.6 rebounds, three assists, three block shots, all three block shots against Jimmy Butler. Two of them chased down blocks, one just a straight-up rejection. Amazing game from Derek White. Just doing a little bit of everything. And in the fourth quarter, starts out the fourth quarter on a personal 8-2 run, has 14 points in the fourth quarter, combines with... Uh, Jalen Brown, who had uh, 12 points in the fourth quarter, a uh, big tough shot maker there in the fourth quarter from JB. But the Celtics get the the big performance from Derek White, who a year ago, think about a year ago, the Celtics were um, not even playing him in the fourth quarter. He was fighting for fourth quarter minutes. And now here he is in this game playing the entire fourth quarter, which is uh, just a, a big, I mean, a big pro uh, uh, progression for him. He's a guy that came in from San Antonio, maybe was a little bit timid. And now he's super aggressive. Three of five. He took five three-pointers in the in the fourth quarter alone. Got to the line four times. Was four of seven from the field overall. And he just had no fear stepping up to take a big shot, to take a, a big three-pointer. Uh, just big play after big play. Derek White is a difference maker for the Boston Celtics. And another thing that I like is the fact that against New York, it was Jason Tatum and Kristaps Porzingis who closed the game out in this game. It was Derek white and Jalen Brown who closed the game out. And in the next game, who knows what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be drew holiday. Maybe it could be Al Horford. Maybe it's going to be somebody else who knows, but the, the who knows part is what's really the, 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 the key here for Boston, because the who knows part is what the defenses are going to sit there on the other side and say, who knows who it can be. 
you have to respect everybody. You have to respect Tatum, obviously. You have to respect Jalen Brown, obviously. And that leaves openings. So Derek White and Derek White's performance in that in that fourth quarter was sublime. That was just perfect. And uh, I, I just the fact that Derek White is a, is able to do that for the Celtics, huge, 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 huge. Jalen Brown uh, shook off a, you know, what started out as another rough game in the fourth quarter, 12 points, five of seven shooting, two of two from three, including the the cash out uh, finisher at the very end. It was, look, Jalen doesn't make life easy on himself sometimes. That's for sure. He had some tough turnovers again. Uh, a couple times, he just, one, they were just lost the ball in the middle of the lane. Uh, just a couple of bad decisions again. I think Jalen's going to be the the guy that that kind of struggles the most trying to find his footing in in this configuration of six uh, six potential starters for the Celtics. So uh, it's going to take him a little bit a little bit longer. And and one thing I think a takeaway that I came away with after this game is the preseason was absolutely meaningless. The preseason meant nothing. And when I say nothing, like, like less than nothing, the only good that came out of the preseason was uh, uh, 30 minutes of these guys starting to get used to one another, maybe, but mostly the preseason was cardio. It was just go, go run, run up and down the floor, play some other teams, sort of play some other teams because they didn't play their starters and the schedule made it weird. The Celtics didn't play their starters except for twice. so. It was a meaningless preseason. This right here, this is the preseason for the Celtics, but the games count. So I'm going to take the New York game and the Miami game and say, yeah, were there flaws in all of this? And I'll talk about a couple of things uh, in a second here, but there are certainly great takeaways here. The Celtics struggled. They play my. They play. They play New York in the season opener at MSG. That place is electric, right? They play. A, New York is a tough team. People are picking them in the top four in the East. That's a tough team. Miami. I'm not sure what exactly they're going to end up being, but they're always tough. They're always tough against Boston. They're always tough in Boston. So that's a challenge, and it's it's a challenge that they passed. So a win is a win. And the the way they won this, the fourth quarter, just the entire fourth quarter execution was something to like. Uh, It was a seven point game with a a minute 35 to go. Tatum misses a three pointer. And when that happens, I turned to somebody in press row and I was like, it's going to get interesting right now because you could feel it. Tally hero comes down, bangs a three, Kevin Love later hits a three. And then the key moment there was Derek White against Jimmy Butler. And Butler actually fouls him. And the ball goes over half court. I contend that if that ball didn't go over half court, they don't call Jimmy Butler for the foul. But because the result of the play was a backcourt violation, they they weren't going to call the backcourt violation on Derek White because Butler fouled him. And they weren't going to call a foul on Butler, but because it went back over, they were like, well, no, we can't, we can't penalize the Celtics because you fouled them. The result of the play 
would have been a turnover, but you fouled him. So that's why that foul was called. If that, if the tip was just going to like the center of the floor and Derek White like grabbed it and and regained his dribble, never that never would have happened. But D White draws that foul, uh, hits the two free throws, and is that's that's the end of it. But that's the key moment here. That easily could have gone a different way, but the Celtics still managed to take those two three pointers get that foul, get to the line, hit the two shots. Jalen Brown comes down, ices it with a three-pointer, and that's that. Every time Miami took a step forward, the Celtics were there to hold them off. Drew Holiday, somebody I like, uh, not listed on my graphic. Holiday, that mid-range jumper in the middle of the hero and love three-pointers, Holiday hits a simple little mid-range jumper that's huge because that made it a six-point game. Kevin Love comes down hits a three, it's a three-point game, versus it it would have been a one-point game. So that was that was a, a big deal for, for him to hit that shot. And he's capable of hitting that shot. Stepped right into it, boom, little mid-range, beautiful. Uh, his block was amazing. Just going up, challenging right at the rim, punching it. The, the two guards have been amazing. The Celtics have 17 blocked shots. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis have, has six holiday and white have now combined for seven. And that leaves three more. It's kind of spread around. Uh, Hauser has one, uh, Tatum has one. Cornette has one. That's your, and there's, there might be another one in there. My, my math is probably off right now, but regardless, the two guards just blocking shots like crazy, uh, Jalen Brown to, to see him bounce back from the New York game, very nice. Uh, he hit some really, really tough shots. He he gets himself into some positions. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the discourse surrounding Jalen Brown is, is whether it's positive because the shots go in and it's negative when the shots don't. He takes some really, really tough shots. He makes some really, really tough shots. Some days he's not going to make those, but he did in this game. And so uh, a big uh, tip of the hat to Jalen Brown for his fourth quarter a performance. He also had a few steals in the game. So it was, you know, a pretty good game, generally speaking, for Jalen Brown, although he has some typically kind of like head scratching moments. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, after the game, everybody was very eager to give O'Shea Brissett credit. Jason Tatum says they came out flat in the first quarter. Brissett comes in, changes the energy, comes in, crashes the board, grabs a couple of offensive rebounds, gets a dunk. Uh, just screaming, yelling, changes completely changes the energy of the game in the first quarter. I made it my turning point in my game story because it feels like if he didn't come into that game at that point, the Celtics might have let the whole thing slip, and it might have been a, a real, a really different game in this one. So, uh, nice, nice uh, minutes there from from Brissett. A couple of mistakes, but hey, that that's going to happen. So his energy coming in was a real game changer as well. Tough for these guys to come in and play one game and not play the next. Luke Cornett didn't play in this game. Part of that might have been, hey, he's struggled a little bit lately. Part of it might be Cornett against the Miami Heat. That, that would have been a bad matchup. And credit Joe Mazzula for recognizing that and saying, this is not a Luke Cornett game. 
this is uh, an O'Shea Brissett game. Uh, so he came in, changed the energy completely. What else did I like about this game? 95 field goal attempts. Now, a lot of that was because the Celtics won the offensive rebounding battle. They they won the second choice, second chance points battle by uh it was 23 to 16. They crashed the boards, they got a ton of offensive rebounds, which allows them to get uh 90 95 shots up to Miami's 89. Stated goal for for the Celtics did a good job there. And it's a it's imp- especially impressive because the Celtics had more turnovers than Miami. That's tough. You turn the ball over more than the other team and you still get up six more shots. That's crashing the boards. They were 16 to 11 offensive rebounding advantage, and they played with good pace. They got out there and they ran. So uh, I like the the offensive rebounding. Uh, the uh, what else? What else did I like? Uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler uh, at three for 11. Now again, Derek White, a three for 11 game where he had 14 points should have been a 6-for-11 game where he had 20 points. And the entire complexion of this game changes, except Derek White blocked three of Jimmy Butler's shots. Two of them were breakaways. Remember, one one in, in each half, uh, one late in the game, which was critical. And that just amazing, amazing. Joe Mazzula called them sick plays. He said the only thing you can – you can only call them sick. That's what they were. So – that's a, a lot of what I loved. I also loved Jason Tatum. Not the best night in the world. Okay, 22 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. That's good. But 9 of 22, 3 of 10 from 3. Didn't shoot particularly great. But, man, he got to the rim. Uh, there was a there was one in particular. We had Jaime Jaquez on him. And he, he got the ball on the sideline. He turned. He was like, oh, wait, this is Jaquez? And he just kind of, like, dismissed him. Pull, pushed him off with the right hand, went baseline. It was like, nah, all right, I'm not, I'm not messing around with you, buddy. So, still getting to the rim, still finishing at the rim. Uh, not the best shooting night. He missed a couple of the layups, but still getting to the rim with relative ease. So that was good. Uh, things I didn't like, I didn't like the lack of bench production. The Celtics got nothing from their bench. Six, eight points, three. For Sam Hauser, three for Peyton Pritchard, two for O'Shea Brissett, Al Horford, 0 for 6. He did have 10 rebounds. He did have a couple assists. Uh, so I'm not going to say he had a bad game. He just didn't hit shots. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, 13 minutes, three points. I tried to tell people that Pritchard's regular season was not going to be anything like his preseason, and people call me a hater. I am right about that. Like he's just not going to get the same opportunities. He's not going to be facing the same lineups. He's going to be playing with a lot more of the the regulars, which means with the configurations of team the team that he, he's on the floor with, he's not supposed to be driving and going crazy. So uh, the opportunity for Pritchard isn't quite there, and I think he's had a couple of like. Tough games with some good moments sprinkled in. So, uh, but the the bench overall, right now, it's just two games, so I'm not going to overreact. I'm not sitting here going, ah, go crazy. But you got to get more than eight points because what that leads to is the other thing I don't like, which is 41 and a half minutes for Jason Tatum. There's no way, there's just no way in hell 
no matter what you tell me, oh, he's 26 and he's in awesome shape and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's fine. But there's no way he should be playing 41 and a half minutes on the second, in the second game of the season. This is, you're supposed to ramp him up. Like, let's not go crazy here. Let's not tempt fate. 41 and a half minutes is, is ridiculous. Now, Jalen Brown playing 33 and a half. That's great. 41 and a half for Tatum. Too much, too much. Uh, Porzingis played 30 minutes, which is good, except that's because he fouled out of the game and was in foul trouble. So overall, an okay game for Porzingis, 17 points, uh, nine rebounds, three steals, shot 50%, two of six from three. So if he hits one more of those threes, he's at 50%. Got to the line, three of four, but fouled out, and he was a minus 12. The Celtics won this game by eight. He was a minus 12. So not the best game from from Porzingis. Not a big deal. But that the the minutes and maybe that's part of why he uh Tatum played so many minutes. I don't mind the 36 for for White or Holiday, but let's I don't want to I don't want to overtax these guys too soon. The there's plenty of season left. So the bench has to be better. The bench absolutely has to be better. But otherwise there's I'm not going to nitpick too much more. Those are the only couple of things that I didn't like. Uh, the one thing that I didn't like that also made me go, hmm, I wonder about this, is the opponent three-point shooting. The The Knicks shot like 44%. Miami sh- shoots 40, 41%. This is not a team that has a ton of three-point shooting. Tyler Hero obviously is a shooter, and he hit 5 of 12. Duncan Robinson is a shooter. He hit 3 of 6. But Kyle Lowry wakes up three of four. Drew Smith three of four. Uh, Kevin Love two of four. Yeah, okay. Those are those are guys who have some capability of hitting three pointers. But man, they just were pouring it on, pouring it on. So another team shoots incredibly well from three against the Celtics, but not nearly as well from two. Uh, the Celtics. I mean, sorry, Miami was sixteen of thirty three. So let's do some quick math. <laughs> John tries math. Let's have fun with this. Um, 16 of 33 from three. That means they were 22 of 56. Actually, 22 of 56. That's pretty good. Um, that I don't know what percent that is off the top of my head, but that's low. It's low. It's like, uh, what's like 40-something percent, 40%? Uh, overall from two. So they shot... 48.5% from three, whatever percentage that was from two. And two games in a row where that happened could be two kind of like outlier games just happen to be back-to-back. I don't know what to make of the Celtics' three-point defense right now. A lot of three-point defense is kind of luck. Uh, you give up above-the-break threes sometimes. You make a choice that, hey, you know what? Kyle Lowry, let's see if you can recapture some of your crazy little youth. And he he goes off. He hits three of four. Okay. Well, congratulations. You you just live with some of these shots. Um, and that's that's just how it goes. So I don't know that I'm worried. I don't think I'm worried about anything at this point. I'm not worried about anything, actually. I shouldn't even couch that. Not worried about anything at this point when it comes to the Celtics, uh, but two games in a row, you know, you get 
now you got a second data point and you go, okay, this is going in a direction. And right now the Celtics are giving up two, they're giving up three pointers and those three pointers are falling. What does that mean? Right now, nothing. Right now it means nothing because they can go, they're going to play Washington next. And some of that luck will be like, hey, Washington is just a terrible team overall and might just depend on Jordan Poole. If he's hot, then it's going to look bad. And if he misses because he's Jordan Poole and one night he's going to shoot 10% and the next night he's going to shoot 80, that then if you get the 10% night, then congratulations, you win the 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 luck of the night and your three-point opponent's percentage goes down. So we'll see how it goes. But something, just something to look at. When you have two data points and it points you in a direction, then you start to say, okay, well, let's see if there's a third data point there. If there is, then you then you start to wonder, is there a fourth? Is there a fifth? And you at least start to look out for that. Right now, right now it's nothing. Overall, definitely a a, a big win. Miami's a tough team. They uh obviously they play Boston tough. And to 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 have a fourth quarter, look, Jason Tatum scored three points in the fourth quarter. Miami was up one heading into the fourth. Tatum only scored three in the fourth and Miami had, uh, had been hitting three pointers the entire game and the Celtics just handled their business in the fourth and put up, they, they hit 11 shots to Miami's four in the fourth quarter. Now they fouled a bunch and that was a problem. Uh, And Miami lived at the line, 12 of 14 free throws, but the Celtics did enough and they executed well enough to get a big win. Like I said, this is the preseason. I'm I'm kind of consider considering this the preseason, preseason. Like the Celtics have uh, a 70 game regular season schedule and a 12 game preseason as far as I'm concerned. Cuz it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for them to kind of get this together and be right. Uh the guys on the Lockdown NBA podcast on Friday were talking about this. The Denver Nuggets look great. The Denver Nuggets look cohesive. They're the champs. They brought almost everybody back. Yeah, some questions about a couple of key players that they lost, but they brought almost everybody back. And they look like a champion. They look like a team that is uh, contending for another championship. And by the way, if you're still listening at this point, Google or search on Twitter the alley-oop that Nikola Jokic threw from three-quarter court, out of bounds, perfect alley-oop to Aaron Gordon. Oh, my God. One of the best passes I've ever seen in my life. That's just an aside. The Celtics, they're still working on their chemistry. Remember, they traded away two starters, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, another guy in Malcolm Brogdon who was six men of the year who could start, and Grant Williams who did start part-time. And, yeah, he fell into Joe Missoula's kind of doghouse, but He's good enough to start, and I think he is starting for the the Dallas Mavericks. So those guys are, are important. Were important pieces, and now those guys are all gone, and Porzingis is in, and Drew Holiday came in two days before training camp. So it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be uh, something that's the fully formed. So it's going to take some time. So I'm I'm gonna just play, I'm gonna go full positivity and say New York and in Miami 
Yes, there were mistakes made, but generally really, really good that they won. Good execution down the stretch, and I'll take it. I'll be back next on Sunday night from Washington, D.C. I'll be there for Celtics Wizards, so subscribe. You'll get some of these road road podcasts. I'll get I'll hop on the road for you. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch a show on YouTube. And uh, if you're a regular listener and every dayer, uh, love the fact that some of you are coming up and saying hi at the arena. Now I'd love you to share the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.